lose, hit the booze. Hi, I'm Max Malins, and you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate. He's going to score Bristol's oh, third try. What a well, try. great that was play fantastic. by Augustine Pichon. <laughs> and Bristol have made a bit of history, winning the European Challenge Cup for the first time ever. You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're two and a half season card holders at Ashton Gate. We love the club, the game and all things Bears. Well, Bath Rugby's expectations of a first solid win against the Bears for several years were about as high as the water table at the wreck before Friday's derby. And this belief kept on rising as they went into the break 17-7. However, the Bears roared back in the second half and as the home side confidence drained away, it looked like the form book was going to be thrown out the window and back up the A4. Sadly, it wasn't to be, and for once it really was about fine margins. We hear the thoughts of some of our listeners and give our view on the game. Was it a cheeky point gained or three lost? But one thing was for sure, it was a proper humdinger of a derby. That said, it doesn't get any easier in this truncated season, as the next stop on the Bristol roller coaster is Saracens at the Stonex. We hear from their Fez card, Fezcast fans podcast and discuss what we will need to do to get something out of that one. Given that we have now lost four on the bounce, is this another must-win game or should we accept the inevitable and keep our powder dry for Gloucester at the gate, which may well become a must-must-must-must-must-win game. (laughs) We also review Bristol Bears women's comprehensive victory at home against Sale Sharks women in the opening game of their premiership and muse on the vast number of babies that were pers- passed down from the stands after the match. It really was a family affair, and both Miles and me were there with our nippers to witness the event. So, welcome to the 150th episode of Bears Beyond the Gate, live from the Bristol Beer Factory Tap Room for a pint of craft ale and a bit of rugby banter. Well, boys, we are here again. It's been a bit of a, a, bit of a funny night. We're actually starting this pod... 52 minutes late. It feels like nearly midnight. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we normally try to get it done at seven o'clock. But um, Lee, do you want to explain to everyone what's been happening? Well, it's been quite surreal. <laughs> and it, and it's, it's been 52 minutes, but for me, it's probably been an hour and 52 minutes because I actually arrived early today. Yeah. Uh, I sat down in a nice pint of milk stout. There is a screening today in the, in the tap room of um, Planet, Planet Earth 3. three. Um, which we got entangled with, didn't we? I think it's you a know, private screening a, with loads of BBC executives. Yes. And, and because we, we, they said to us that we could get in and, and maybe use the office upstairs to do the podcast because they were initially going to show the screening in the studio bar. But actually what happened was the sound went, so they started showing it in the main bar. <laughs> yeah. It was too, it's too loud for the office, so we've had to come back to the studio <laughs> bar. But for a while, we spent about 20 minutes watching this... Uh, this episode of Planet Planet Earth Three with with what we might describe as creative media types. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. and and worst of all, there's no Christmas tree up. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, it's 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 almost. Is it not quite the last weekend in November though? So maybe give them one more week grace because you're getting a bit tetchy, aren't you? No I Christmas am. trees. I, I am. The, the fingers are starting to go all green. Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, but I'm not saying if it's. If it's up or down yet. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, the Christmas about, tree. Yeah, of course. And Miles, I can see that actually tonight we've all chosen a nice 
pint of milk stout, haven't we? To uh, well, to drink. Me, except I, you. I, I've just gone for this a really nice. I mean, we we talked about this last week. We yeah. talked about, didn't we? I've gone for a really nice IPA. I think called Badlands IPA. Just had a couple. And, it, and it's, it's just slipped down the old throat a bit too quick. So, oh, yeah, really nice beer from the Bristol Beer Factory. And uh, thanks again for hosting us. I've got to say, Miles, what I liked about that was that we did talk about it and you've actually executed that plan. Like yes. getting the thing you said you were going to talk <laughs> about. I mean, there there's are. a lot of people could learn from, from your uh, from your pr- planning well, and execution yeah, there, Miles. Yeah, yeah. It's very good. <laughs> well, look, boys, we, uh, we, we've got to get into it. Otherwise, it's going to be uh, about midnight before we finish. Um, so as we've, we've started doing the last few weeks... And, and I think that it's been quite a successful yeah, addition to our pod. We, um, we, we're going to read out, I think, five posts. I, again, I put a, <laughs> well, I put a post out this morning and I realised after last week when I had one post that had about eight pages on oh, it, right. I thought, I, I thought we, we should try and get people to just do one sort of one post yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I've changed it and called them uh, short summaries mm. or something oh, like that yeah, I also think it's a good shout doing it like a day if, you know if we can a day after yes. the event because yeah, yeah. the raw emotion tends yeah. to you know yeah. set, balance out and I think, I think that it's a good thing because we do then get a, a range of, of opinions and it also helps us reminds us what happened in the game so we yeah, can talk yeah, about absolutely. it afterwards so as has been the way I've tried to choose some new people and in yeah. fact I think everybody I'm going to read out is pretty much someone who's new if people are interested I think I had about 20 replies so if you are interested on the on what other people said then feel free to to go and look at our uh, X account and uh, read the replies to the post but anyway here we go so let's start with um, new new um, poster Peter Birmingham at Second City 72 um, he says was expecting us to get thumped and in the end, shaking my head as to how we lost. In my opinion, other than Saracens, there is not a lot between most of the other teams. Quite a lot of tight games and goal kicking is vital. So, yeah, very yeah, quite sure. sensible. should you have done that in a Brummel accent? Second well, City, Peter Birmingham. <laughs> Pete, I mean, he clearly is from Birmingham and he's called Peter Birmingham yeah. as well. I mean, that's incredible. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Um, next one is um, Billy the Fish. Not had Billy the Fish before. Ooh. At Billy the Fish 22. He says, playing like millionaires half the time, it's as though no one had ever heard of Moneyball and its application to rugby tactics. If you play like that, you'll win three out of ten a season against talented opposition and be fighting against the drop more often than not. Tighten up a bit, please. Well, yes, interesting uh, viewpoint, enough. bringing a bit of sports kind of philosophy into well, we can his discuss thoughts. All this, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, next one it is from Alistair Stephen, someone mm. that we haven't really heard of or heard for from recently, yeah. and always. So it's nice to hear from Alistair. Yeah. Um, the main thing for me is that the last penalty that Sheedy dropped short should have been a kick to the corner. Lineout was strong, and Genge and Sinks were earning their money. Could have won the game, but that's how these things go. Almost there, but will Briz run out of time? Good point, Alistair. Great point. Um, we also have uh, Brisley, at Brisley. He said, versus Bath, poor decisions and not clinical in key situations, cost a potential win. Short and sharp, to the point. Yeah. Um, he went for my, he took to, to heart short my summary. short summary. Uh, well done, well done for reading. Uh, that's good. Who have we got now? We've also got, we've got Ian Farmer, Ian Parker, sorry. Uh, at IAENP10 frustrating with, was the key word for me being missed as in missed opportunities missed tackles and missed overlaps and missed kicks the fact we are creating opportunities is a positive 
On another night, we could have dominated them. Got to start winning these games sooner or later. Hmm, very wise. Uh, next one, Tony Conibear, which is at Tony Conibear. Um Felt like we came out the blocks really well in the first 10 minutes, then seemed to settle into the pace Bath wanted with the odd glimmers of hope. Clearly regrouped well in the changing room and played a much, much better second half. I mean, that is pretty impressive because, you know, the, the changing room at the wreck is horrendous, isn't it? So, well, it's like a yeah. toilet, isn't so, it? From what, exactly. From so what maybe it's worse than Webby Woods. Yeah, it's worse. It is. It's like a. And I'm talking yeah. old Webby Woods. Yeah, and you've been there, obviously. I mean, I, I do wonder. We maybe discussed this, but maybe that's that's why we played so well in the second half because we were so desperate to get out of that changing room as quickly oh, as yeah, possible I mean, and yeah, do something else. Well, so that's why I urinated over the floor well, to get, I mean, get, you know, get, get yeah. the blood boiling. I mean, I think. <laughs> Fair play to Tony's uh, Toby. So good yeah. one. Right, a uh, couple more. John Phipps, another long time uh, yeah, interac- interactor with us. Um, apprehensive pre game and gutted we didn't win afterwards. Missed tackles and butchering overlaps cost us dearly, as did the missed kicks at goal. I thought our set piece was excellent in the second half. Vaca Tower's best game so far. So close to a morale boosting win. Come on, Briz. Um, and then one more. I think we've got one last one. It's kind of. You know, we, we've always said we are contemporaneous and we will try and, well, you know, we'll share and read, read out people's opinion. opinions, opinions and then we may discuss it. So this yeah. is from, um, wait, it's one of those, his Twitter name is just a load of symbols, <laughs> so I don't know who it is. That's just, well, go on then, what's he going to say? But it says, yeah, I think that's, he's, he's anonymous, which is quite handy, <laughs> okay. um, it's, and he's called at, at XUB Jeff, oh, so he's got a bit of a... Bit of a handle. And he said, well, first half, Bath were playing like a hot knife through butter. Bristol looked like amateurs. Second half, looking a lot tighter. Still think we need a new director of rugby, someone fresh with different vision than the same one since 2018. So, yeah, uh, controversial uh, opinion there at the end. But but anyway, this is, this is what. So, boys, um, a lot of interesting viewpoints there. Now, just to set the context, you boys watched it on on TNT Sports on Friday night. We did, yeah. And I actually was at the game. Uh, what? Which is a kind what? of... An, yeah, I was actually there. And we, we may discuss the, how I was there <laughs> and the reason I was there at the end of this little segment. But it was quite interesting because we've had a discussion about this before we recorded that I think potentially there's slightly different impressions of, of you know, of what it was like and, and being there right in the heat mm. of battle, as it were, on the edge, of, well, obviously on the edge of the heat of battle, um, was quite an interesting perspective and mm. than TV. But anyway, let's see where we go. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll start with you, Lee. I mean, what, what's your? We've heard opinions of our followers. I mean, what's your sort of, you know, what's your general feel, you know, of your short summary of the game, as it were? Gen- gen- short summary. Okay, so before the kickoff apprehensive yeah um i i really did fear we were going to be in for a bit of a, a marmalizing as you like to to the phrase you like to use Pete. marmalization yes yeah. um but i have to admit i mean we started really well um Bradbury, brilliant try nice and early and you know I, I, I all of a sudden i thought you know what i think we could do this and i just had that belief it comes straight back um only to you know, to, for it to be completely wiped out, and kind of my original thought was, you know, after 17 minutes we're 17-7 down. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, I I actually was more positive at the end of that game than I've been certainly after the cell game. I don't think we're a million miles away. I I do understand the criticism. I don't 
I don't necessarily understand the criticism of certain individuals in the team. Um, but I was quite positive at the end of the game and I thought there was a lot going for us. I, I think that's a, a fair summary. I think I just need to pull you up on one thing. Yep. That um, you've you've now introduced the not a million miles away issue, which oh. we had. Was it two seasons? I can't remember because mm. we've been not a million miles away. It seems for quite a while, and now I'm wondering whether is it really we are a million miles away rather than not a million miles away. But fair it's uh, it's interesting. So yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, Miles, your your initial short summary, yeah, as I'm, it were. Well, absolutely. I mean, are we a million miles away from? Being not relegated or a million miles away from being top four. That's just a good mm. question. Uh, yeah, I concur with, with, uh, with Lee. I was thinking we were going to get uh, a, a bigger drubbing from Bath. I think a lot of fans did, didn't they? You look at their results. They, uh, they've um, signed some brilliant players. I mean, they've got Finn Russell at number 10. Ollie Lawrence is just smashing through the park, isn't he? Oh, he's and as we showed, didn't we? You're right. I thought the first seven minutes, we were looking on fire. Um, Bradbury fired over and it was like sort of you know cutting that Bollinger through with a fine pint of Thatcher's wasn't it to silence those uh... well to be honest it was a, it was probably a pint of tenants extra it was Marcus Bradbury wasn't it yeah. <laughs> quite absolutely yeah you I know, brew. Yeah. yeah and those Bath fans probably shook off their wax jackets and thought flip Bristol have come to play but lo and behold you know um, you know the penalty meant that there was sort of three it was three three Bath seven Bristol another try by Ali Lawrence he really sort of piled through our lines like butter and I think one comment was really like that, a hot knife through hot butter. knife through butter if he was if he's, if he's piling through the lines like butter he would have kind of yeah, spread right, off. Right, I know right. what you mean Mark. Sorry, I know what you mean. just say it's just the short summary Mark. yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> anyway so subsequently you know I think it was a 68% tackle completion and that was our downfall wasn't it Ollie Lawrence mm. just smashing through our line but you're right I think going into half time 17-7 down I mean, we were, um, you probably agree, you were like their life, Pete. It was not looking rosy at that point, And I thought we were going to get absolutely, you know, hammered in the second half. I mean, my, my impression from, from being there was, yeah, that first five, ten minutes, I mean, it was all at the opposite end where I was sat because mm. I was sat under, I was in the only dry part the of the ground. I was in the, <laughs> the, I was like in the atio, the yeah, the bar first of the atio, which is that <laughs> tiny, I don't know if anyone's ever been there, but it's yeah. like a tiny bit under all the hospitality where you could only kind of see half the sort of pitch, you know, because it, anyway, it's the like first half. It's kennel for, uh, kennel kennel, for it was, this, but yeah, it was. football fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was all up the other end and I, it was, it was exciting, even though I couldn't see half of it, but I could actually see the whole kind of spread of the pitch. And yeah, when we scored that try, I mean, we were going backwards and forwards as multi-phase and I you know, scored the try. And of course I was cock a hoop. Um, but of course in the back of my mind, there was that little niggle that that's what happened against Sale. And then we didn't score yeah. again for ages and, and kind of lo and behold, I mean, my comment on it was, Actually, Bath then got into the game a little bit. And my, my initial impression in that first half was that they were a lot more cohesive in their back line. They, they were running a few lines. There was a few decoy runners. They just looked a bit better drilled. And mm. we then started to kind of snatch it. And then, of course, yeah, it was a kind of mad few minutes where Ollie Lawrence basically made three kind of massive line breaks. Um, one of them, he scored a try. One of them, he kind of broke through a few. And then one of them, um, he, he broke out off the restart. And... I was thinking about this over the weekend because a lot of people and me included is like, that's just, you know, that's, that's a lot of people slipping off tackles there that shouldn't be, but he is a quality player and he's going to do that to quite a lot of teams. And I think whilst on one hand, we should be disappointed that we didn't stop him. And I think he clearly should have been targeted as somebody to, 
to look after. And there is an argument to say, is that something to do with our, you know, we've got a number two playing seven and, and our defensive set wasn't quite right. Mm. Or was it just the fact that he just had a magic few moments and he's got that in his locker? Um, and that was my feel. But I must say, boys, that when they scored the, the Ben Spencer breakaway, I and the Bath fans around me were throwing their kind of those little kind of deer yeah. stalker hats into the air and stuff like that. I did. I feared. I think we were on a WhatsApp, weren't we? And I think yeah. the word cricket yeah. score was mentioned. Yeah, and was. I've got to say, at the time, I thought this could be a horrendous night. Well, it must have been bad because even Tony, yeah, he interjected a little bit on a WhatsApp group as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But, I do think it was a little bit of Ollie Lawrence. Did, he did play a blinder. He was. Absolutely star quality, star player on the pitch. But it was a little bit weak as well, I yeah. think, from our defence. Oh, we were soft. It was a, and I, but the, again, I, I put this down to maybe, you know, we were playing a combination in terms of, I mean, your back row are, are all part of the defence. Yeah, yeah and, of course. I mean, I look back on it briefly on the highlights and that, that Ollie Lawrence try, there were people that looked a little bit like they were at sixes and sevens and didn't quite know it. I mean, you know, there was a lot of gaps there. And I, I just wonder if that is a, you know, the risk was taken. Um, and, you know, we need a bit more time on the training ground for that as well. Well, you, so. know, we brought player, you know, we brought players into the front line, sort of O'Connor, didn't we? Hadn't started before... Friday night um, potentially out of position potentially position, out if you of call position a you're absolutely well, right there's only one person we can blame for that and that's Pat isn't it yeah I mean if there's only one person that puts those players in those positions yeah and that's Pat Lamb and it, it, I don't want to criticise too much but it's not working is it we've you know however close we've been We've still been on the wrong side of the fine margins. Mm. I mean, Sal wasn't even a fine margin, no, was you're it? Right. But, no. You know, I just think I don't get it, and I'd love someone to explain mm. it to me why those players are playing in those positions. I mean, I suppose the argument is is like who who could have played wing? I mean, we could have started with Max Maidens rather than have on the bench, but he was obviously coming out with injury and we could have had Lane on one wing and Gabs on the other. I, I don't know, maybe they're... I mean, interesting, you know, well, that already sounds much more yeah, logical for me. Yeah. Was Heward in, listed, listed as injured? I, I think Heward... I thought I th- he was just unavailable. I'm not yeah, sure he well, was listed as... as well, um, could, right. we, don't, we don't know what that means as far Actually, no, sorry, I'm sure... I, sorry, I'm sure... I don't think he was listed as unavailable. Okay, Therefore, right. he just wasn't selected in the 23. I mean, as a wing. It, it just yeah. seems crazy to me that you... I mean, you just said that we could have... Max Maynard's full-back, Richling yeah. wing, or vice versa, but we need, and players yeah. in the correct positions. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think we should give Piers too much of a hard time. I mean, clearly he butchered, butchered one opportunity. If he scored, though, he'd be a bit closer to that. He might argue that if he'd, he'd thrown the dummy and cut inside and got closer to the, the post for the conversion... Everyone would be cock a hoop. It was just, and it, it was terrible because I was right behind that, and I could see Lane, and I was no, in line, no with, and I was just, I was shouting, just pass yeah. it, pass it, pass it. Like anyway, it didn't, it didn't happen. It happened, you know, it'll happen in the future, but it didn't happen then. Um, I mean, not one thing, no, no, we're not, I mean, we're not. It's, it's, you know, lots of, lots of players make little mistakes. Lots of players do great things in a game, and I, I think we should say right now, you know, there were things that didn't happen, but. It's not just down to one thing. It was a combination no, of things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, we could have won if we got the kick in at the end. But then Finn Russell missed a kick. You know, we, we could have, you know, there might have been a couple of times where they knocked on 
quite close to our 22 when they were yeah there were lots of little things so it you know that the, the result is the result and it was it, it was frustrating and it was agonizing um so yeah i mean but, but what was good i mean what was really positive about the whole thing was that at 17 7 down the rain was really pouring down mm. i've got to say boys this is the thing about being there live it was really difficult and it yeah. wasn't just the it wasn't the slippy ball. It was just the underfoot surface. You could just see it was well, so yeah, hard. It was, it was so hard. Bro, it was so hard for um, it was so hard for like all the players. And in fact, I think it credit goes to a lot both sides actually, mm. and even the ref because he didn't slip over <laughs> once, and I've seen refs slip over. Um, but boys, you know what do you think was what was it then that got us back in it? You know what do you think, Lee? What because we had a good Great. second half. What was it? This is something I get. I am. I've. I have not been Carl Sinclair's best supporter, have I? As anyone could say, if no, you listen back no, through, no, no, no. through the through the podcast. But I did feel actually when Sinclair came on at halftime, the front row was definitely much stronger, and he played really, really well. And and I, I felt that was the catalyst to for the change in you know, for the change in the second half, because then we, we got on the ball more and then we started using the ball more. And, you know, it's, it's everything. It's like possession is, is everything, isn't it? You can't win mm. a game without having no, a no, ball. No. So I, I did think Carl Sinclair was a massive um, contribution to that second half and how we performed. But I do feel also we, as a team, I thought we did probably have a little boot up the, up, mm. up the backside and... It just felt like they collectively came out for the second half, like together mm. as a t- as a team. Yeah, and it was a much much better performance. I mean, they they definitely silenced the crowd. They were yeah. they, the bar fans were getting very very nervous. Yeah, um, in that. and when Finn Russell kind of skewed that kick, sort of ske- um, skewed it left from the front of the posts, mm. you could feel there was a little bit of a bit of nervousness around the ground. And I think I said this before, I think I might've said it last week and I said it to some people, I said, Finn Russell's got, he's got mistakes in him and he was oh, under yeah. pressure. Yeah, he, he was. That second half, it wasn't all going his way and his kicking was all right. That was it was a sitter like that he missed. It was. And he, it was a bit, I thought it was just a little bit of hubris boys. I think Finn yeah. thought it stepped up and he, a little bit of arrogance. Yes. Um, and he just didn't get it right. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, you know, I, it's hard to say this, but I, it did enjoy seeing him play. He is a great player. And you can just see he's got that kind of vision. Um, but he has got mistakes in him. And mm. I, I mean, you know, as we know for the try in the second half, it was an intercept from one of his yeah, kind of... Yeah, to Ivatoy, You know, we, we, go, we yeah. moan a little bit about some Hollywood passes that go wrong. But he, he, that yeah. was pretty bad. And I mean, let's get on to that, Miles. I mean, that try, you know, having... Having butchered a really good try in the first half, it, I mean, that kind of made up for it. It was... A fantastic try in that corner. Well, you're right. For I mean, but obviously, before that, we suddenly hit a try. Was it 51 minutes where we did a sort of Sandy Park esque, sheedy crossfield yes. kick oh, to yes, sorry, in, in the open field? And I mean, that must have silenced Bath fans. A beautiful yeah. kick, greasy surface, a wet, wet half you talked about. Uh, and Rich Lane touched that down brilliantly. And I thought. Right, we went. It was seventeen fourteen there, so we mm. was obviously within a score back at Bath. I did not expect us then, mm. you know, five minutes later to score another try. 
you're right, a great intercept from Gabriel Libertoia, which was brilliantly done from a slight muck-up from uh, Finn Russell, right. and then passed it in, some great moves, little facts, chicken well, pass inside, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'll tell you what lovely, made it, lovely. actually, Max, I mean, this is where class is permanent. Yeah. Max Malin's threw quite a long inside pass to Thacker, which took out one of their players, and then Fax, that guy then turned Fax, and then Fax flicked it back inside. Mm. The guy, I don't know if it was Red Puff, whoever it was, mm. it was but the interplay between mm. Malin's, and mm. that made the try, and then I think then um, it was Van Rensburg to Atoya, if Atoya shipped yeah. it to Malin's. Yeah, uh, it was, a, and that was right in front of it me. Was a that lovely was so try, good. wasn't it? I mean, you know, Unfortunately, it was out on the sort of wings, wasn't it? And and Chidi don't think made the kick. He missed, he missed the tough conversion. Tough it was a tough, tough conversion. conversion. But at that point, seventeen nineteen, finally we're up. And we're at sixty nine minutes or sixty six minutes of thinking, this game is on. I mean, what a turnaround from the second half! It was yeah. brilliant. You can say something, Lee. No, I was. I was. I'll come back to to what I was going to say because yeah. we're probably. Um, touch on it in a bit anyway yeah I mean I, I mean if we just kind of wrap it up a little bit the we could the could have won thing mm. first penalty that Sheedy got you know it was a good it was a yeah we, we were, I think we broke out I think Randall broke out we got a penalty and I thought I got to say I thought that's not a bad decision take the points it and I was right in line with it it was I was kind of in the diagonal and it didn't I mean I didn't really have my glasses on but it didn't it looked about right but from where I was sitting, I think Callum, over, he, he kind of mm. screwed it left a little bit. Um, it wasn't a great strike. And I thought, OK, well, that's not, you know, that, those things happen. I think mm. it was the right decision at the time. Um, that one was. Yeah. The second one, he actually hit it a lot better. I yes, was right. He did, and he, yeah. he, he actually, I think he, you know, I, the irony of, irony of it all is I think he learned from the first one. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he stroked it so much better. And I was watching it and it was bending in and it was online. And it just, I just didn't have the legs. Mm. And yeah, it was so, I mean, the Bath fans were papping themselves. I, I tell bet. you, the Bath fans in us, when it was coming, mm. they thought it was gone through. And they, they were absolutely papping themselves. Um, so, yeah, it is fine margins. It is fine margins. But I am going to say, like, I mean, I think Sheedy's got a lot of criticism, hasn't he? And, you know, not just this week, but in previous weeks. And we've been, you know, Equally as guilty at times, haven't we? And I just, I, I just feel that I, I'm not quite sure with. We had players on the pitch for me, and she, and Chidi's kick was good. The second yeah. one was good. It was, it was just, just, it dropped was just dropped short. I just wonder. I just put it out there. If we had players on the pitch that maybe could have kicked with that distance. That could yeah, have got the three points. Well, we didn't have Williams on the pitch. Yeah. Williams was on the pitch, and it was a fifty-one meter mm. kick, to, according to TNT Sports. Uh, you know, and we know from Sale last week, similar distance fell short. So, so who is mm. who? You know, who was the decision maker on the pitch to say, "Well, give it a go"? Our set piece oh. was working particularly well at that point. So yeah. why and didn't, I think we, kick why didn't we kick to the corner? I mean, get, I mean, there's two ways. I mean, I, I almost yeah. think we're we're talking what they call in history counterfactuals here, where you're talking what ifs, and they always yeah, say Don't, never do it because it yeah. didn't happen. But you're right. I mean, there is that argument. They go to the corner, even if you don't score, 
you might score it. You might get a closer penalty. It was and, a blustery night, and it, but it was risky. It was. It was. I tell you, boys, it was so wet. That maybe I'm they just sure. felt there was. You know, we moaned about the fact that they went to the corner against Sale, and then because yeah. it was wet, they yeah, knocked on. Yeah. Or if it was that Sale was that Harlequins? Like, oh no, it was the Harlequins game when yeah, we went yeah. to the corner when, and then we knocked on, and you know maybe that was part of the decision making. The, the conditions were even worse. So I just feel we're just, probably a little bit lacking in confidence, aren't we? After yeah. three, no, four defeats, but. It was. It was just. It, I, I. I. didn't feel like really disillusioned after that game. I actually felt quite buoyed after mm. it. I mean, I genuinely think that was a game we lost rather than Bath won, and there was a lot to be very, very pleased about in that second half. I'd agree with that, and I think it probably initially me and Miles are a little bit out of frustration, just like oh, for, yeah, we done, we lost again, but. There was, in hindsight now, looking back on it with reflection, there was a lot of positives. We played so much better, and especially in that second half. And, you know, I just feel like that front row was brilliant. I thought Genji was slow start, but mm. came right back into it in the second half. And there was a lot of positives to take in defeat. But, as you say, it's a truncated season, and... We we can't, yeah, we've can't already lost that. too we, many we've games. We've lost four on the bounce, boys, yeah. and we've got Saracens away. We've had, you know, we've had two fine margins games now, haven't we? One down at Sandy Park where we came away with nothing at all. Another one on Friday night that we, you know, as we just said, it was a remarkable turnaround in the second half. The players played out of their skin, and I think as fans, we're just really frustrated that we probably. Could have come away with yeah, three extra, another game we yeah, could have won three extra points, and that, that that's why we're that's why we're critical. We're just critical that we could have done it, and that, you know, yeah, yeah, sad for the players. We just I think we've just been on, over I, the I don't line. Think we're critical. I think we're yeah. just being honest. That, yeah. You know, we all want to win. But I do go back to one of the, the the posts earlier on. The guy said that you know, realistically, it's gonna it's pretty pretty apart from Saracens, which we might discuss in a minute. It's gonna be quite tight amongst quite a lot of the teams and, right. and and that's not really helping but we've just got to be we've got to believe that we will get on the right side of those mm. those fine margins in future games and also I mean I have to I have to admit when I was asked this, you know before the start of the season where I thought we'd finish I said eighth so <laughs> you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's it's I think it's just frustrating that we're not far away but I do feel like some of the selections those fine margins could have been flipped yeah. with with let's have Facker back at Uka, come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean like for me it's DT let's have Anton's back at seven. Let's we could we could have played I know Batley played six, didn't he? Yeah. We could have had James Dunn there. Well, no, James Dunn was in he, he, he was he, he pulled out last minute oh, unwell. Right, okay. He was another unwell, which Sorry, is okay, a bit yeah. yeah. No, I mean I, I think um did uh, yeah because I think Heenan came in Heenan came into the 23 yeah he did off done but didn't go into the team so Batley went 6 we had Caulfield who by the way I thought Caulfield mm. went a great game and I thought Ed Holmes for his 100th yeah, was, was, was filthy well. in there yeah. and, uh, and they went locks and then Heenan came on in the second half and Dan Thomas came on it's it, I mean oh, it's difficult because we know the coaches will have reasons for it that we are not party to but at the end of the day, we've tried this combo twice and we've lost twice. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that in that first half, we lost 
those two tries or that try from Lawrence was you know there was a was the defensive set right was was no, everybody wasn't. clear about where they were supposed to be and when and your back row is part of that as well as your centres but anyway that mate well let's let's move on you know we we let's hope I mean the problem is with it we've got a lot of confidence but the next game <laughs> it's like a potentially a confidence drainer um, so I think. Um, that may be is there any final things you want to say about that well, game well I would say I mean we probably you know we've gone away to Sarri's before thinking we're going to get absolutely mullered and actually we've done really well mm. and you remember well, you know me fa- and TC the, went to Tottenham yeah the two fam- years ago and the famous one with Joycey you know yeah. just really unlucky right at the end of you know we could have won that game so you know let's, let's keep our, our heads up and, and let's go again ok well you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate if you like what you hear yeah. Please follow us on Twitter at Bears Beyond Gate um, or on Facebook, which is Bears Beyond the Gate or our burgeoning, our burgeoning Instagram account, which has now got up to 138 followers Whoa. from zero, from zero, um, which is Bears Beyond the Gate. Um, if you uh, if you do like what we what you hear, please um, give us a rating and a review, particularly on Apple Podcasts, mainly because that's the majority of people listen on it, apparently, according to the stats we get. Oh, yeah. um, and also you can get in touch with us at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. Well, boys, we've... Sorry, oh, yeah. 138 followers on Instagram, yeah, did you say? it's not many, Isn't is that the Miles Clark royal family? Every, yeah, it's, every well, individual. There are a number of his extended family on the following. I mean, they have no idea what Instagram is. And they, they're being, you know, but... Um, they followers are followers, you know? Yes. And we, had, it, we went from zero to 138. And I, I think we're quite lucky that he's got a big family. He has got a big family. And where's Miles gone? He's just gone off for a quick Miles has just gone for a wee. I mean, we, should we just carry on? Yeah, yeah let's I just think carry we should. On. Well, I, don't, look, I don't feel he'll be coming back with another round anyway. No, I think, he, I think he might have. As per tradition. I know. Um, well, we will keep you updated with uh, the whereabouts of Miles in the next five minutes. Um, I think he's, uh, he's had too many, uh, too many IPAs for his, uh, his liking. Right, boys. Well, look, Lee, let's get on to the Saracens game. Um, yeah. Now... I've been working hard to keep these PPPs going. We, we, I failed miserably with sale, but I did manage to get in touch with Jez Denton, who runs the uh, Saracens Fezcast mm-hmm. pod, podcast. And it's kind of, I think it's partly Supporters Club podcast as well, but really nice guy. Spoken to him um, a few times. So I contacted him. Uh, it was actually the Thursday, so it was before we'd actually both played our game. So we had a bit more of a general chat, um, but we did talk about the game that's going to come. Uh, and let's hear what he's got to say. Okay, so I'm really pleased to be joined by uh, Jez Denton from uh, the Fezcast Pod. Uh, we've we've spoken in the past. Um, it's it's great to to see you again, Jez. Appreciate you giving up the time. Um, and uh, how are you? Yeah, all good. Thank you very much, Pete. And uh, yeah, enjoying the season so far. Possibly well, better than you guys are. Well, we've had a kind of reverse season so far because we started with two wins and everyone was cock-a-hoop and then we've lost three in a row and you started with two losses um, and now have won three in a row. So it's a kind of, uh, it's a symmetrical type thing in the wrong way for us. That was what was going to be my first question, actually, was 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 just to find out, um, you know, what your thoughts were about that start to the season that you had. Well, it's it's been weird, isn't it? I mean, we come into this season as champions again. We've got back our our, our rightful trophy, as we all say, and uh, you know, um, you know, and expectations are high. Yeah, we had a lot of players away, possibly more than any other club in the in the 
the Premiership. Um, and yeah, first game up, Exeter. We all stayed at the start of the season. We thought Exeter would be this year's whipping boys. And, you know, fair dues to Rob Baxter and his team down down in, uh, in Devon. They've really stepped up to the plate. And yeah, a bit of a humbling, but we're not the only team who've gone down to Exeter and been humbled. So actually, you know, at the time, we're all, well, what the hell's happened there? But it's less of a surprise as time has gone on. Again, losing the Bath, well, I think there's going to be an awful lot of teams that are going to lose the Bath. They've shown a lot of progression, which, um, you know, can't be nice for you guys, uh, who are your local rivals, to see that. But, you know, Finn Russell's come in, giving them a bit of pizzazz. But more than that, they've got a lot of good players who really bedded in under a good coach. So, yeah, those two losses, I mean, a loss at home to, to Bath is disappointing, probably more so than the Exeter Chiefs game. But then, loss for away. And Gloucester have been, let's be honest about it, rubbish. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, and and you know, Falcons on the weekend. Yeah, we I just think this season for us, whether we got our preseason right or wrong, I don't know. But I think we went in a little bit undercooked. And now we're four or five weeks in the season, we're starting to hit hit our straps, as it were. Maybe you could just tell us about one or two players that we may not know much about that you might see you know, have contributed so far this season, maybe some unsung heroes and maybe one or two that, that you know, might come through in the season? Well, I think the important thing is, is the players that we've brought in um, that have hit the ground running. We know what the lads have been around for a long time can do. Um, Alex Good has been there, seen it, done it. You know, these people, Nick Tompkins has come back in, fitted straight back in. Alex Lozowski led the club. In the absence of the other of um, the likes of Owen Farrell and Maratoji, whatever, done a fine job. But it's the lads who've come in who've really made a difference. And I think one player in particular, I think, has really shone brightly, and that's Tom Willis playing at number eight. He's making yards like they're going out of fashion. And the one thing he will say is given the fact that Billy Vinopola went to um, the World Cup but really didn't impose himself on that England side. You've got Ben Earl, who basically is an open side. He played most of the tournament at eight. There is a position there open um, for England. And Tom Willis has stuck his hand in the air in a big way for that. The other guy I think you want to have a look out for this year, particularly given the time of it he's had with his health, but also looking at England as well, given that Courtney Laws has retired, is Nick Ezequi. I think Nick's going to have a big season this season as well. Uh, fair play. I mean, talking about ex-Saracens players now, I mean, obviously we we did manage to persuade Max Malins to come back. What's your thoughts on that? You know, what about him leaving? Was it just down to the fact he wanted to play fullback or was there anything else? I think there was some personal stuff going on. And I think also he's worked out that he's got a market value that perhaps Bristol could fit in. And you had a, a, you know, with Charles Piertel uh, moving on, you had that a gap, shall we say? Um, and yeah, I mean, I suppose he's looks at looks at it. He obviously enjoyed his time down in Bristol, and you know he's got connections down there now, and it was the right thing for him to do. I think also that Saracens, and if you see the video at the end of the Premiership final when they talked to Max and and Mark McCall, very much was. The door is always open, Max. You know, there's that opportunity there. 
My concern with Max is, though, that he's gone away to the World Cup and he hasn't another like Billy Vidapola. Never imposed himself. Played a game, I think it was, and then did, did nothing. You know, I have to question where his headspace is, where his confidence is after a tournament where he didn't really get used. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very good point. Most Bears fans are will be looking at that the game away at the Stonex as a, as a very very tough a tough day at the office. Um, it's not a place that we, you know, have done that well at in the past. But is there anything you can give us? Any can you give us any glimmer of of hope that we might let, get a cheeky bonus point or something like that? Well, I think the important thing this year is to remember that this league, with three teams coming out of it, like we lost last year, the Irish Wasps, Worcester, it's a truncated season. So the opportunities to make mistakes and to have off days, the pressure is on. And that pressure, you know, gives every team a puncher's chance. And I don't think that, you know, Bristol have had some bad results, but you've got some cracking players. And if, if you get it right... You know, you will give plenty of teams plenty of, of problems. Like Exeter are given, like, you know, even I only look at Newcastle at the moment and think Newcastle are the one team that really, you know, you, you're almost saying that's a bank of 10 points over the season at the moment, which is a real shame because I have an affinity with Newcastle. But, you know, you've got some great players there. Whether your coach is going to do the right things and pick the right team in the, or the right positions or anything is a different matter. And I mean, that, that's a question that probably you guys would never have ever have dreamt of making four years ago, but now perhaps a question. Um, but yeah, if you come to Saracens, we just need an off day or, you know, a red card or a couple of yellows and you've, you're in there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go in there all completely defeatist, but then again, you know, if we put out our best team, I don't think there's any team in the country that can stick with us. So, you know, yeah, if you get within a bonus point, and this is not me being arrogant or anything, it's just that we have got such a great, great team. And I think we've proven it that even when we can rest the likes of Owen Farrell and Maratoji, we've got players coming in who, who uh, you know, who can keep us at that high level. So Actually, you're right. It's very wise words. And I think, actually, we just need to channel the the the, the energy that we showed at, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium a couple of seasons ago, which I went to, actually, and didn't think we had much of a chance and and if it wasn't for a, a Joe Joyce forward pass at the end you know it would have been a it would have been a big win for the boys so yeah no you you've given me some faith there you've given me some faith but thanks for that um just the last one Jez uh we've obviously gonna have a few few fans traveling up to the Stonex um got any tips for them you know where to go what to do what what to expect when they get there well I think the the one thing to um to bear in mind Saracens are really putting in a lot of effort, not only on the pitch, but off the pitch. They understand that to compete where we are. You know, in Bristol, you've got two football clubs, where you've got one football club and you've got Rovers. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, uh, but you're a rugby you're a rugby city. And, you know, you, you people want to go and see rugby. In Saracens, we're competing against Arsenal, against Tottenham, against West Ham, against Harlequins, against Eden, whatever. You know, they've got to put something on. So the Stonex, every time you go to the Stonex, you will see improvement and improvement, improvement. The what they put on for you, the the whole thing, the whole package from the moment you get there to the moment you leave is is superb. 
it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, an ache to get to sometimes. I'll admit that, you know, where it is. But once you're there, they'll put on, you know, and you will be made to feel hugely welcome. I and mean, it's the one thing that Saracens are really, really good at is saying, look, you know, come along, enjoy what's going on, be part of the entertainment, as it were. And I'm sure you guys will enjoy it and you'll be welcomed. And, you know, have a couple of pints of Wolfpack Lager. I'll get that punt in for um, Alistair and Chris, yeah. um, you know, or whatever. And 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 there's plenty of brilliant street food there and everything like that. You'll have a fantastic day. So, Jez, really appreciate you giving us the, the lowdown. Indeed. Yeah, well, best of luck, but not too much good luck. That's what I say. OK, well, you know, Jez fairly confident I mean I think as you would as you would be I mean I sort of pointed out that they started with two losses and then have got three wins and we started with two wins and and had three losses at the time that I spoke to them and now we've got four and now they've got (laughs) like four wins so it's kind of we we appear to be following a kind of anti-symmetrical season to uh, two Saracens. They won. They lost two and have won four. We've won two and have lost four. I've got a funny feeling though. It might have been their internationals coming back that, that might have yeah, swung in their favour. Partly. I mean, I think they did win against Gloucester, didn't they, before the World Cup? But yeah, now their internationals yeah. are back. And it was kind of, you know, I, I, I think it was interesting that he kind of pointed out um, Ezekwe as somebody yeah. to, mm-hmm. to to look out for and somebody else that I can't remember now. And also I did try and get some crumb of comfort from it from him. And he was, you know, he said the reality is it's because of the shortened season, every club and team is under pressure to get results and them included even at home. And, and that can lead to mistakes. And that is the whole reason that Sarri's put every international available and fit into their team as soon as they possibly could and because there's there's no margin for error no, they lost absolutely. the first couple of games so I know they got absolutely tanked at Chiefs didn't they, yeah, they did, yeah. um, and and so they've they've equipped themselves haven't they they've, yeah. they've got these players back and they were straight into the fall I mean what was what the kind of slightly depressing thing is that he he reckoned that they were a bit undercooked for their um, first couple of games and that's fair comment you remember the season wasn't last season. Which season was it when we felt we were quite undercooked? Because um, we didn't have any pre-season games yeah, and all two, that. Two, two, and two years and the difference it, is yeah. that Saris have sorted themselves out within two Very games. Quickly, yeah. yeah, whereas, you know, <clears throat> fair play to them for that. I and mean, the worrying thing is that really, you know, they went, oh, I wouldn't say so, in a way, a little London derby last weekend and they appear to just smashed a very mm. good team, 38-10, don't they? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Queens yeah. and, you know, so things aren't looking... Great. I mean, if you're a better, I mean, I, I know you're not a betting. Well, you are a betting man, Miles, because you put all your money in the stock exchange, don't yeah, you? But, but I, I would not, say not Mavericks, no. that if you had a spare million, I'd put it on Saracens to win, win the win the prem, and you'll probably get. It might you might be two to one on, but you're yeah, still going to get a decent true. return. So, uh, yeah. So, boys, I mean, you know, there's not a lot we can say about the the, the game. I mean, it, we, what we've got to try and do, I guess, is take forward as much of the positives from Bath. Mm-hmm. Look at, I'm sure that this week they'll be analysing the, the players and, and, and their performances. And, and, and you know, is, is the question is, is Pat going to sacrifice that game in order for us to get a guaranteed five points against Gloucester the week after? Or is Pat going to say, no, no, we, we're going to pick a, a team that's going to go and try and, you know, let's start with a cheeky point and take it from there. So, Lee, what are your thoughts in terms of the team we might take to Saracens? 
yeah, next Saturday. I, I mean, I think there's no question that Pat's got to go strong. He has to. It's, it's like we've already said, it's the shortened season. You've got to try and win every game. Whether that game is winnable or not, we have to try and win it. Yeah. And, and I think there's no... No doubt in that he'll put in the strongest squad we've got available. Yeah, and we now we've got Malin's, Max Malin's back yeah, and yeah. fit and firing. I mean, he's clearly going to have to start at 15. And there's no point signing him otherwise. And, and, you know, he looked good, apart from one mistake. He looked good when he came on. Going back to his, you know, I don't know. It works both ways when you go back to your, to your former club. You either, you know, you, I don't think he strikes me as the blo- sort of bloke that's going to get phased too much about it. I think he'll, he'll, he'll enjoy the challenge and um, he'll enjoy the banter, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think. I mean, you know, it kind of worked, didn't it? Our bomb squad worked this week when we had, we kept yeah. it, we kept a bit of firepower on the bench and brought them on. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we should start Niles with our best front? I mean, do you think we should start with Genge, Thacker, and Sinks, which we would consider to be probably our best what? front row combo? What? Uh, or what? For what are the other options? No, I think Sarries are going to start with their best fifteen, aren't they? They're yeah. at home. They've got a crowd to please. Um, they're going to want five points. I'd be tempted to start again. I mean, you know, bring Sinks on um, and, you know, Genge to start. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a tough gig. Let's, let's face facts, but you're right. It's going to be like you doing stand-up in, up north somewhere. In oh, some, absolutely, in, in a force tent in, in gale, some man, isn't it? In, in Newcastle. some working man's club in, in, uh, in Halifax well, exactly, or somewhere. Mate. I'm not going to start... Halifax, I'd, yeah, say, I'd say Durham or oh, somewhere. Durham, yeah, up north. I mean, you know, no, proper north. Yeah, no, an old colliery like, town. You know, you've got to face it full on <laughs> in the face. I, I I'm like not going to paddleboard on. On, on my knees or anything like that. I'm going to stand up, go for it the whole way. And you're right. You can't just send a weakened team to Saracens and expect a cricket score. It would just be embarrassing for Pat and the club. Well, I, I'm and it won't do anything for And it won't all, do morale, anything for morale. And I, and I think, even, forget, even if you send a strong team, I think you've got to start with your, what you're saying, is start with your strongest yeah. team. Cause, because if, they, if we don't and they get away from us in the first half... I felt like on Friday, I felt like we brought on Max Lane's a little bit too late. Um, Max who? Max Malins. Oh, I thought you said Max Lane. No, I thought you've got a new hybrid. You know, I mean, I hey, how good a player would that be? Max Lane. Max Lane. Like a hybrid. He'd be like silky <laughs> with a massive with a massive boot on him as well. But, I mean <laughs> I mean, are we gonna talk about the, the potential team sheet or will we come Well, this is what I'm that? thinking. Well, let's go for it. it. Let's, let's do it. it. We haven't done let's it for do a few it. weeks. Because, you know, we, we personally had some, what we thought were disappointing performances at Bath, didn't we? Uh, yes. And there's no mucking around at Saracens. It's a plastic 4G pitch, isn't it? Are you going for Nick Howell out with the with the rock well, wood? Well, I, yeah, I'm afraid well, so. Okay, let's get through but, this. So we've agreed, I think we all agree, we're going... Let's start strong. We're going Genge, Thacker, back at two. Absolutely. Genge, Thacker... Um, sinks mm-hmm. front row international yeah. almost Go front row Go we on. don't know what the unwellness have well, done do we Lee locks starting starting locks well, let's assume that everyone's fit. Back? well I don't think that's going to no, happen is it? I think we have to assume that's not going to happen so who right. are we going with so we've got our bats haven't we yeah, yeah. Um, I think we'll Gav Caulfield not Holmes no Okay. No, I, I thought Caulfield was. Could better. definitely bench for Holmesy. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, bench. Yeah. I just. Thought, could, I mean, they could be interchangeable, but yeah. Yeah, I just thought Caulfield actually was better on yeah. on Friday okay. night, and yeah, that's my second round. Right, Mars. You, but you, who leaves us that in the back row? Where well, I'm, that's what I'm going to ask you. Okay. Now. Right, go well, for it. Do, we're do doing it. it. We're doing these short shots. We're doing these short shot summaries here. We've done well, front three. We've done. The, now we want the back. We want the back row, Miles. What are you okay, going for? Well, clearly, um, DT. 
you're going, we start with DT. Start with yep, DT. Open side. The problem is that Bradbury appeared to go off injured. Did look injured, didn't he? Um, so my worry is, is and, and where are we with the head injury? Well, no, you're the, you're the medical man. Isn't it a 10-day HIA protocol? Yeah. So that should mean that if it's all gone well, it's all Fitz gone will be well, ready. We'll so have, yeah, Fitz at so number Fitz eight. could eight. So, okay, not six. Well, the problem is that I don't, we don't know where Bradbury is. Well, let, I we? think Brad, let, if Bradbury's injured, who's our go-to man? Who's Pat's go-to man at eight or... I mean, we've got Heenan. We've got, we've got so, Heenan So, big Jake. We've got, we've got to talk about Luatua being back, isn't there? Uh, if there's talk of Luatua, he's straight in. Of course Has yeah, to be straight absolutely. in. Absolutely. So, Luatua, I mean, he played eight for Samoa in the World Cup. And maybe, Brad, you know, if... Uh, in a, What's our ideal? Luatua well, at eight? hard in at six. Fits at six. Then we have... Um, I was going to say Facker at seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've brainwashed, mate. Brainwashed. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, Captain Superman at six. Then we've got... Um, Fitzhard in at seven, and then no, Dan no, Thomas. No, no, no. Start, 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 right, stop. Take it's a breath. Really is confusing stop. Me. Take a breath. Start again. <laughs> right, Superman at six. Yeah, Dan Thomas at seven. Yeah. Fitzhard in at eight. And away we that's go. All right. Yeah, exactly. That, okay, that's that's, that's, uh, that's good. Right. Well, shall I take half back? Go on then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Rand's Randall had a better game. I thought he he, he had that one really good break. Um, tempo was good tempo was good I think he's done enough to to stay in Marmion didn't get on at all did he I think Randall did Uh, Marmion was spent a lot of the second half warming up and then this is the weird thing boys the boys that never got on the pitch then had to do a massive warm down for for ages, and then all the guys that had played eighty minutes just seemed to walk like <laughs> Genji was walking around just saying hello to everyone. These poor like poor old Marmion, he 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 basically they did shuttles for about half an hour. I, I mean there must be some physiological reason for that. Poor bloke, I gave him a little bit of it because I was watching it. He gave him a little bit of a smile. He gave me a little watery smile back, and uh, I felt for him a little bit. It's like you go there, you you're, he, you you're on the bench, you go out and you have to warm up in this mud bath behind which it was a mud bath the mm. warm-up area and then you don't get on and then you're forced to do like half an hour of shuttles and it was like jake jimmy williams dan thomas him and someone else which i'm not joking they were shuttling for about half an hour and then actually i should tell you this boys there were some right there's some bath boys absolute tools and no you know I'm, i don't not it wasn't because they're buff it, but they were just yeah, tools yeah. they would have been tools at any General club tools. And they were starting to, the boys were like the physio, uh, the, the, the um, fitness guy was there and they were all on the line, all our boys. Mm. And they, he was giving them a three, two, one. And then these tools started going, hey, like that, as if they went off. Jimmy Williams went out a word. Oh, good he, he went and had a word and those boys, at, he went over and then the security, kind of, and then the other guy pulled him off. They absolutely I'm going to say it. I know it's a family show. They, they shat themselves. themselves. It was so <laughs> funny. I wish I'd been filming it. And fair play. I mean, I know players have got to sort of disconnect themselves from that. And it wasn't a big issue. But fair play to uh, to Jimmy for that. It was, you know, it was unacceptable. These guys are just warming down. You know, yeah, so what? Yeah. You might have won. Yeah. It was just, it was hubris of oh. the highest order. Right. Anyway, so we're on halfback. So I've said, Rans again. <sighs> you know what? I'm wondering... Whether Jimmy uh, Jimmy Williams gets a go at ten, just to sort of shake it up a little bit, just to give 
Sheedy a little bit of you a week that's off. Happen, that's yeah. probably not going to happen. Okay, so we're going Randall right, Sheedy. No, that's what we're going. Okay, so we're going Randall Well, Sheedy. we're about to you now. Hang on, we're back to you, Miles. So, so in that case, we're talking centre partnership. Is it? Uh, I'm going to change. It. Oh, he's got the easy. He's I'm, I'm going to change it up this week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still maintain. You've got, to, you've got to have good reasons for it. Yeah, right? I still maintain. Don't uh, just make it up. No, I'm not making up. Verumi Vakatau is not fit. Clearly, I thought we thought we had reasonably what? good game. What? I didn't. It's a games of opinions. I felt like it was running on treacle. Okay, the pitch we can excuse. I felt like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to say how it is. Okay. I felt like it was still too slow and unfit. Okay, Miles, all right, fair People enough. People can, you know, say... say they probably know, will. Probably will yeah, say against but... me. No, I'm sorry, he's not yet fit. I'm going to stick in, go back to Williams and Van Rensburg as centres. Okay. Brilliant partnership for the first couple of games. And Vakatau has got to earn my respect, I'm afraid, and get down the I, gym a bit more and run a bit quicker. I've got to say, I know this is a podcast, but for those listeners out there, Miles has got a massive vein on his forehead <laughs> that is pulsating at the moment. And boys, this is what we want to hear. This is like the second half at the rack, Miles. Yeah, it may not the happen. second half of the podcast, you've come out of no, yourself here. We're on a quick pitch. Yeah. Vrimi is not you're fit a, enough. You're a bit quiet in the first half, but the second half, oh, look at him. Right, William, that's it. I mean, it may not happen, but flipping Williams and Rand Rensburg back at centre partnership. All again. right, okay. And then it's to you, then, Lee, back I'm, three. I'm shocked. I'm shocked, Miles. <laughs> well, you I, get I over mean, your shock that, and give me a back that, three. That was the toilet. That was the toilet, yeah. that was the toilet break. Well, I'm just the that, you know, this is the downside. We're not downside there's no downsides of recording a podcast in the tap room ever but however it's the first time i've needed a little uh inter- <laughs> intermission for a little uh, he, took, he took the rugby paper with him he was he was gone for half an hour i, I had to yeah. edit it and it's my rugby paper yeah, as well anyway let's get back on it together we're losing what? we're losing focus right. boys okay back so, three right i'm going to disagree with miles back yep. tower Fair enough. he was our best player yep. on the pitch oh. and I, I think the more games he gets the, the better he's going to be yep. for us um, I'm doing back three, right? So, well, for me, I've, it's got to be Max Maiden's got to be yep. full back. I think Rich Lane. Got to have Laner in. Yeah. Rich Lane's got to have the, the, got the lane train. Rich in, Lane's got to be in, and inevitably. Yeah. Job I thought he, I was really pleased with Gabs. Thought he had a Much great game. Better on an eyeball. Yeah, it, I think he's kind of. I think he's he's growing to be a bit of a cult hero and now I think he's believing yeah. in himself as a bit of a and cult hero but he knows that he's got to do the fundamentals to, to maintain his cult hero status and it was a great break he, he read he read Finn Russell like a book didn't he exactly. on that and then he did. really good didn't panic good little pass and then shit and then as he got the ball he he thought oh I've got international player out so I'll just <laughs> ship it onto him score yeah, now that's what we want to see yeah, that is proper yeah. and this is what we talk about as a team game, and that was a that was a great try. So I agree with you. And then I don't know. Let's not bother talking about the bench because you know who knows what's going to go yeah, on. We, well, we don't. Know. I, we don't know. I think we've done. So, boys, the question is: last question is, is what do you think? What's the score going to be? I mean, can you see us getting anything out of it? Is it a cheeky point? Is the best we can? No, I don't think so. No. Despite I, I, everything, yeah. Despite everything, despite I, our I, I passionate think... team selection, there. All I want to see is like we we go down with. Showing the same passion that we did at the yeah. wreck yeah. in the second half. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and that's all I want from the boys. Okay. Get out and fight him, showing spirit, character, determination. Yeah. All those traits are everyone's happy. playing in the correct position, we'll be happy, won't we? Okay, let's leave it at that then. I think we'll do. We're not gonna go 
we're not going to go score. We've kind of forgotten about the score predictions, haven't we? Because yeah. it's a bit of a... Although I've got to say, I before the game, uh, the wreck, I did say to somebody, but um, Bristol, sorry, to win 21-19. And I was, that was about no. the closest I've ever right, been exactly. on any score prediction. Right, let's move on because we've got to crack on, finish off. Um, Miles, you and me went down the gate on Saturday afternoon, 12.30 kickoff. And, uh, ooh, yeah, come back to that. Um, we went round the gate on um, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, afternoon. We saw did, we did, we Bristol did. Bears women. Um, should just say to listeners, it's just started raining. <laughs> that's it's typical, isn't it? We started 40 minutes late and now we would have missed the rain if we started on time. But that's the way things go. It's such that's an quite, exaggeration. That's the way things go with live recording. Anyway. Miles, we went down the gate on Saturday. Uh, we were one of 2,800-ish yeah, supporters, which also included quite a lot of young people and <laughs> babies. And we saw Bristol Bears women uh, start their account with a comprehensive 48-5 victory over sale women. It was a really nice occasion. It was a completely different atmosphere in some ways to obviously a normal men's home game because obviously less people there but there was a there was a kind of real family atmosphere i took my my daughter you took your son uh, i think you bribed him with a can of prime didn't you well, uh, it's all right mm. <laughs> yeah. what, we, straight yeah, in with it straight in there oh, yeah surely no, as miles has been the father figure oh, should have given that away me in front of you know how much did it cost you anyway the prime or the yeah. ticket? Prime is it still? Is it still three quid? Oh, three quid! <laughs> it costs more than the ticket. It's come down no. for a hundred quid. Well, a my, bottle, my, brother, my brother said you should just give him a beer. I said, well, that's even more expensive. That's not. Oh, yeah, thing. you know what? My daughter asked for a Thatcher's. What? I know. What? what water or water or down. She's fourteen. A's or a gold? She she likes a gold. I <laughs> yeah. said, good girl. I said, good girl. Well, good girl. Yeah. Anyway, let's like we did before. I actually asked some of the listeners who went to the game yeah. to give their to give their thoughts of the game so I'm going to quickly read them out and then go we maybe it. we'll have a quick summary of what we thought and we'll go for it so here we go first person is um, at Hanny28 she I guess I don't know actually because it's uh, uh, I haven't really recorded I haven't screenshotted this very well uh, strong start but sterner tests are come yeah we haven't met Marley no, Packer yet have quite. we um, front five look awesome as a unit and looking forward to bigger challenges. Backline working well in slightly greasy conditions. Holly showing her class at, that's at 10. Holly Aitchison, that is. And picking out the right options time after time. A great yeah. afternoon. Uh, we also had very good friend of the pod, Mr. Matt Crute. We haven't heard from him Crute. for a while. Crutey, who um, was there and was on TV. Wasn't he? he, oh. he yeah. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Okay. Anyway, let's see what Crutey said. He said, excellent performance and result to kick off the league. See, when I say this, I can think of it. I, I just hear his accent, his accent. in the back. Anyway, <laughs> I won't go for it. I won't try. I won't disrespect him by trying it. Um, excellent performance and result to kick off the league through plenty of ring rust on show. You know he's a long-time listener, don't you? He is, plenty he is. of ring rust on show. Our international pack showed all their class and backs were looking more dangerous than usual. With and Reed Axis... Love an axis, pulling strings. But my standout was Burgess, a quality operator at nine. I've got to agree with that. Yeah, she was um, great. Uh, at Claire Brophy, or at Claire Brophy, uh, Brophy Claire, convincing win. Personal highlights were tries from local talent Lucy Burgess, brackets, sniping steps. Like mm. it. Uh, Renika Bonner and Jess Spra- Sprague, seeing so many grads from C of E play. Oh, I should have worked that out. What's C of E? 
Church of England. No, yeah, it's, oh, I don't know it's going to be like a, it's going to be a college, isn't it? Oh yeah. God, sorry. Um, including Delaney Burns getting cap fifty. Oh yes, and Abby Ward return playing seventeen oh. weeks after a C-section. So fair play. Um, and I think, oh yeah, Brisley, who I read out earlier, he gave me both. He said Sharks quality throughout and strength in depth, balance of pace, power, and match situation awareness was superb. Very nice, very mm. short summary. Mm. If I was going to critique it, I'd say he went. He could have gone for the alliteration. He said pace, power, and match situation. Didn't quite work, but I know didn't what he's saying. Didn't quite get the P, did he? Yeah, he didn't yeah, quite yeah. get the P. I can't think of one off the top of my head. So, Miles, agree with all that? Professionalism. Pace, power, and professionalism. Boom. Boom. The bard of Bedminster well, speaks. absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, perhaps go back Miles, to the original. I think it was a fantastic... I mean, it's the first women's game we've been to yeah. see, hasn't it? We thought, you know... Saturday afternoon, um, I hate to say I needed to entertain my son to get him out of the house. It did cost me an embarrassing bottle of Prime and a pasty from Parsons. So, you know, supporting local businesses. And he was entertained for half the game. But once we started pummeling Sale women's team and getting in the tries, he was cock-a-hoop, shouting and cheering. And bear in mind, there's a little baby in front of us. A couple of times I had to say... Keep it down a little bit, but we loved it. I mean, we it was let's just say to fans, the only stands that were open was the sort of Dolman stands, and they was pretty packed, wasn't it? I got tickets mm. the day before. Yeah. Two thousand eight hundred crown was really encouraging, really noisy. But you're right, we'll come on to meet much difficult opposition in the future, Bristol Bears women. Mm. But for the first game, I mean, I hate to say, can I just say a couple of things? Really, the occasion was great. The result was fantastic. And the ticket pricing was spot on. Yeah. And that got bums on seats. And I just want to tick, you know, yeah. well done Bristol Sport for promoting that. It was on TNT Sports for the first was, time. Yeah. Weather was a bit rubbish. A few people could have stayed at home. But I thought, you know, we'll, we'll go down and support the women. And we had a great occasion down there. Yeah, it was a real, it felt like a real family event. And I mean, the funny thing at the end was that they all came over, a lot of the players came over to where we were. Dolman. And then... Like Amber Reed, for example, she jumped over the thing and she said, I was kind of stood there with... Scared? With no, no, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I was stood there with my daughter and then she's like, oh, is it okay if I could just squeeze past to get my family? My family mm-hmm. are up there. And then so sort of mum, grandma comes down with a, a, a baby and hands it over. And then there's a few more. I've never seen so many babies in the hands of players. And even at the beginning, Abby Ward came out with her... I think she it's did. Hallie, isn't it? Came yeah, out with a little yeah, yeah. one. And then, you know, they did the whatever they did at the beginning. And then Dave Ward had to come and take the baby off her and then give it to someone else and then go to the kind of analyst yeah, box. I mean, did, it, it kind of right, set love, the tone. It was like, yeah, it was like, all right, love, you can't actually... And it kind of set the tone for a really nice afternoon. And, but that aside, it was a quality bit of rugby. And I mean, yeah. you know, the play, I think the things we read out, you know, our, our forwards look very... I mean, we had an international front row. We had bot- we had Hannah Bottoman making a debut. Yeah. We had Lark Davis. Um, we had Sarah Byrne. Um, you know, that is a quality... And then we had Abby Ward. Oh, uh, you know, and, and so that's an international... And then Holly... A- I've got to say, Holly Aitchison. Oh, she's classy. And, you know, I don't want to... All I'm going to say, and this is a bit controversial, but the depth of her kicking out of hand off penalties into the corner for, for like, line-out was, was great, very good. It? That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Very, very good. She's been a class operator for years yeah. now, hasn't she? And she's, yeah. she really is, like, fundamental, I think, to what yep. Bears women's team want to do this season. Yeah. And 
I, I feel really confident this year that we're going to do something big. Yeah, no, I think it was really, really good start. So, yeah, I, I would encourage everybody to go. I think some of them at the gate, some at Shaftesbury Park. Yeah, correct. You know, go and support the, the women. I'm, you know, it, it's, it's, it's something to follow, I think. And we're going to try and, you know, we're going to try and do as much of it as we can as well. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's why like, I, I wrote the article for this did. week's Bristol Post. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt like, you know, we want to big up the women's team this this season, don't we? And we yep. want to make a real effort to do that. So kind of dedicated this week's um, post column 50-50 pretty much between the yep. men and the women. So yep. so pick up the pick up the uh, the post tomorrow or wait until it comes out online if you can't afford it. Right. Boys, we're almost done. It's been a it's been a rambling kind of one that started a bit tricky with a a private viewing of Planet Earth three, but you know, we're almost there. I just two things I've got to finish off with. Um, the loose heads game. We mentioned it a couple of weeks yes. ago. Um, there is a, it's a, um, charity for the, Doddy uh, Weir. the Doddy Weir Foundation. It's at Shaftesbury Park next, next Friday, next Friday 7.30. Um, just Google it and get down there if you can. It's, uh, I think it's Dave Atwood's got one of the teams and yeah, it's, it's, it's on our, That'd I, I, brilliant game. I repost mm. it on our Twitter account. So on our X account. So, so have a look at that. And I, I said, we'd, we'd mention it again. And then the other thing boys is because I went to Bath on Friday, I decided to, I'd been toying this up for a long time. I decided to go and purchase a new away shirt and I I had a bit of a time on Friday afternoon, so I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to shoot down the shop. I only live around the corner, and I've got to say, well, you I shot down the I shop. Sh- I sh- so I'm going to shoot down the shop. I shot shop. the shop. Yeah, <laughs> but I've got to say, I know the shop gets a lot of criticism, but I walked in. There was a lot of shirts on the on the rack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went for the large, then decided oh, against it. Went for extra large, <laughs> and it was a it was a really nice fit over my hoodie. Got and really then tight. it was a bit tight on the hoodie, but I think it, you know, you, it was good enough because I knew the weather forecast. So I thought I've got to wear it over the hoodie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I went with it and then I did wear it to the women's game as well, Miles, yeah, didn't I? I because I thought at 70 quid, I've got to wear it as much as often, as, as often as possible, even if it's a home game. And I wore that as a normal shirt and it was, um, it was about right. <laughs> so, so I'm saying that if you're a, an average, big lad like i am extra large is probably uh, the best thing if you're a big unit but i'm not really a, you know if you're a, if you're a middle-aged man go for the extra large i was quite surprised right? that, that pete was splashing his cash oh. but we now know he got free ticket to well Bath, didn't the we? irony so he spent to be fair yeah he spent his money in the right place well the thing is shop. i know Absolutely. i did and i also bought a, a, a o'neill's bubble hat as well as it, it, a family present so my daughter wore the, the bubble hat but it's for everybody in the family so if we go so anyway i wanted to mention that i do think it's fair to balance out sometimes the criticism uh, and yes, i had yeah, i had great. a very and the, and the lady at the shop was lovely she was lovely yeah very friendly so how nice it looked on yeah she did she said oh it takes years off you <laughs> like you look about 60 i was like oh for God. she's she's actually so lovely yeah. she said that i could bring stan my dog yeah into the store so how good is that well it's nothing yeah i mean the people I mean, who no work food there, yeah. around the place, no, which no. is good but but anyway, I think that's it. So we're going to visit, finish. No, we're going to end on one thing. Oh, we've got thing. one more. Yeah, it's only just something I've just noticed uh, yep. as, as we're scrolling through Twitter. Oh. Um, <clears throat> completely bears unrelated. Yep, but, but rugby um, related. Rugby still, related. Yeah. It's fine, just a post fine. that Hugo Moni has put out there um, that he's received racist abuse today at Sandy Park. Now, no. 
We just want to say there's no place for that in yeah. any stadium walk of life, full stop. Yeah. And um, and that's really disappointing. Uh, well, so, you know. Well, that might be a story that will we'll unfold we during the week. About. That's yeah. four for the rugby family as a general, isn't it? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, Very. this is the thing, boys. I mean, you know, rugby is is going through a tough time generally. It, we're trying to we're trying to attract new people. We're trying to trying to sort of show how good it is as a game and and the kind of values. I mean, the one thing that rugby's always had with it, despite the fact it's quite violent, is that it does have these rugby values that separate it out from from football and and so forth. And um, you know, we we want to be promoting the positives and not having to talk about the negatives. So that that sounds pretty dodgy, but mm. let's hope. Well, I'm sure we'll find out a bit more in the fullness of time. If, if Ugo's put something out like that, it's yeah. going to get picked up, isn't it, by the media. So, and we should say it's, it's not a slight on any Chiefs fans, no, per se. No, it's just, it's never, seems like it's one individual. It's never a group of fans. I mean, it's never a club. No. It's, it's individuals. We know that. You yeah. know, we know that. But we, we don't want those sort of individuals. He's a, rugby, he's a brilliant geezer and we, yeah, uh, yeah. we support him. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think, boys, on that note, we really need to finish um, because it's about midnight. No. <laughs> um so anyway thanks for listening um have a good week and up the bears